Welcome back to Let's Get Married, the wedding and event podcast. Hey, Sam. Hi, Mia. Episode eight. 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 Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice to see ya. Nice to see you too. So, how do you think this whole thing is going? You know, it's so funny. I think. So we've gotten a few of these out of the way, right? We're like getting into a groove, mm-hmm. but it's so weird to hear yourself. Yes. Like on something else and listening to yourself. And I mean, I think we're, at least for me, like I'm my worst critic, right? And I'm right. like, oh, stop saying that. That's horrible. <laughs> so did you ever, have you ever heard that we actually sound different to than, ourselves? Yes. Yes. Because of what? eardrums I'm not sure what it is but I have heard that before and then I hear my voice on like when I'm listening to myself I'm like that's horrible (laughs) right I told you when I started editing like one of the first episodes I in my brain I went what is she talking about now about myself (laughs) like oh whoops yeah we gotta be nicer to our like internal self we do it's so true all that stuff of like the the things we say to ourselves like if someone else said that to us on the street, we'd be like, how dare you? Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like me getting harassed in my car yesterday. Oh my gosh. I, okay, I'm not the most confident driver, but I'm okay. And I, I did nothing wrong. And this man is screaming at me. That is just first, and you came into my apartment like after and you were like, <laughs> this just happened. And like, I'm the opposite. I'm, I will admit like I'm, I get I'm a good driver, but I get easily distracted. Okay. Like, you know. Like by squirrels? Just by like anything, really. I'm just easily distracted. Okay. Um, okay. But I, if someone like like honks at me, cuts me off, starts yelling at me, and I'm like, even if it's my fault, I'm like, mm-hmm. what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no need to get as hyped as we've all been getting. Yeah. I think, like, I think everyone always says like, New Yorkers are tightly wound, like we're close to New York. New Englanders might be tightly wound, um, myself being one of them. But I think right now we are even more tightly wound. Yeah. I was I follow a blogger and she's local and she said that she was at like a sandwich shop and this man lost his mind that they had to stand in the line. Like, aren't we adults? Yeah, the world is kind of in a weird place right now too. But. I know it's strange. We were like, we were at a track the other day, like on like walk, taking a walk, and this man like didn't have a mask on, and like I was very upset because he was like very close to this older couple, and Tony was like, "You need to take a break yeah. before you yell at this man." And you know, I think before we started doing this, even myself, who is so submersed submerged submersed in weddings I even a little bit felt like weddings are like not something I want to consume the topic of weddings about right now because who knows what's going to happen there's so much unknown and there's so much sadness and I think even being able to do this with you has been like fun and therapeutic and has gotten me excited again so I do really hope that anyone who is planning themselves or is a maid of honor or a bridesmaids or their one of their kids are getting married or something like that, that they're excited too. And like, yeah. there is hope. Absolutely. And they're, all, they're always going to be those people who are like, we might be in quarantine for seven years. Like, no one needs that energy. No, no. <laughs> so yeah, I just think that some of this has restored a little bit of excitement. And I think there have been so many proposals recently. Of yeah. People have been seeing on Instagram and everything. So I just really hope that these people who didn't get any of this wedding planning time like you and I 
both did pre-corona. I at least had some some of it, some of it pre-corona. Um, to still like feel very excited and yep. feel promise about their date, whether they have a date yet or their plans that they will make at some point. And that's why I think this can also bring a little, little bit of hope and excitement and reprieve from the dark cloud that we talk about of sure. how it feels like there's a bit of a dark cloud over weddings. Yeah. And I even have to say like putting aside, like I obviously had my wedding, like all the planning is done. Just doing this during this time is so something that like I just look forward to. It's this creative outlet that we always talked when we were talking about like just in the very beginning of let's do a podcast. I think we started talking about this like two years ago. Seriously, yeah. And now to come here and it's just something to look forward to, creative outlet to do, even if nobody listens to us or, right. or whatever it is, like we're just, <laughs> we're having fun and we hope that you take this time as you're listening to this to to just have fun and relax a little bit. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And we have had a couple people reach out and say, hey, we would love to be interviewed for XYZ. If if you're listening to this and have a topic that you really would love advice about or you feel like you could help bring to the table that Sam and I maybe don't have experience on, please reach out to us, DM us on Instagram, write to us. Our website is marybemia.com you can enter an inquiry there. We would love to hear from you, whatever it is, any type of feedback, um, because we, as much as this has been fun and therapeutic for ourselves, we really just do want to be helpful because we have been and are on the other side of things right now of, wow, this stuff is hard. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> right. absolutely. So switching gears, Sam, what are we drinking? Okay, so we are drinking. I'm still trying to take you on this mezcal train. So <laughs> we're drinking mezcal with lime juice, apple cider, a sprig of rosemary, garnished with an apple slice. Mm, Very fall-esque. You have so many great fall drinks. What are we going to do when we record the podcast in like the spring? Oh, I have great <laughs> spring drinks too. Okay, I should I should never doubt you. We are riding the fall <laughs> fall wave and when it comes time to change, there'll be Aperol and I love this too because even just looking at this with the sprig of rosemary feels so holiday-ish. Yes. So as we approach all the winter holidays, this just looks so great. Yeah. Oh, I taste a little bit of the lime juice. Yeah. How are you how do you feel about this mezcal? I feel better about this mezcal than last episode, to be honest. I can still taste the smoky undertone. Yes. Am I a bartender now? I feel like you're getting wow. all those notes. Look at you. <laughs> do you ever, like, take a bite of your apple? Yeah, go for it. Take a bite. Sam was showing me... Maybe we shouldn't talk about your shoes. Never mind. I was going to say, you want snacks in your shoes? <laughs> Okay, so no, now we have to breach the topic. <laughs> there is a pair of said designer shoes that I am obsessed with and that if there was ever a shoe to describe a person, this shoe would describe me, I think, perfectly. And I think that's all that really matters. But there is a strange pocket in said shoe that we were like, what would you do with? Would you store snacks? Like, would I put my dog's treats in there? Like, would I put my wallet in there? We settled on snacks for yourself, snacks not Brody. Snacks for myself, not Brody. But there are two shoes with two pockets, so maybe one snack for me in one shoe. And, oh, and yeah. a snack shoe. God, so funny. That goes back to when, what episode were you talking about where they put a, um, a coin in the shoe? A, oh, um... 
Something borrowed, something blues, something old, something new, and a sixpence in her shoe. Yeah, I could I put that the order sixpence was wrong. in the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> we can put a lot of coins in there this be, shoe pouch. Could you imagine just like walk, hearing me walk <laughs> Jingle. out? You sound like a dog's collar. <laughs> okay, now we're like really like going off a tangent here, but I went to a private high school. Okay. Where you had to wear a uniform and all of the girls wore like Birkenstocks. So I got Juicy Couture Birkenstocks with like these gold chains on them that oh whenever God. I was walking down the hall, everyone knew it was me because I was jingling. So, oh my God. <laughs> I digress. Sorry, I, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> I know. I was walking in our building the other day and my keys were jingling and some dog down the hall just like went nuts. I'm like, sir. Get it together, please. That would be Brody. That is so funny. So, episode eight, what is our topic today? So, today, we're talking and taking you through the wedding dress experience. So, what you need to do before, what you need to bring with you, the overall experience and what you should be expecting, and also kind of taking you and talking you through the fitting aspect, too. Um, Mm -hmm. And whether you are shopping for a wedding dress, yes. whether you are a bridesmaid shopping for a dress, a mother of the bride or groom, or you are the groom or groomsman and shopping for suits, I think all this feels a little bit different and elevated and just the, the gravity of all this feels so different from like just shopping, yeah, right? Absolutely. And, and this was this was something that I really looked to our Instagram followers for advice on because as much as I have been a part of weddings, I have never had to go with someone to go wedding dress shopping. I went wedding dress shopping with my sister-in-law, but she already knew she had boiled down her last couple choices. So I had never really seen like the stress or like gotten advice and like seen the ins and outs of the wedding dress process. Right. So where did you start? Did you always know what kind of dress you wanted? Wedding dress shopping is stressful, right? Like I think it's glitz and glam, but it's also stressful. There's a lot of pressure on like, you have to find the perfect dress at the perfect price point and like you have to find it soon because like you need your dress kind of thing and so like right. it's okay if you don't find what you need right off the bat and mm-hmm. i think that's like how we should kind of like layer this on right is yeah. like we know it's stressful like yes like i think all of these shows on tv make it like glamorized but it can be tough mm-hmm. so i um didn't know off the bat i had an idea but i didn't know exactly what I was interested in okay did you have any like I absolutely don't want this or I absolutely do want this or did you kind of go in open-minded I went in open-minded I was leaning towards like I want sleeves but I was also like hmm, maybe I don't want sleeves which kind of went into like my whole dress style that we can like go into later but yeah. um, I was really open mm-hmm. um, yeah that's that's smart so then did you have any places in particular that you definitely wanted to go visit any particular stores or did you feel as though you just like needed to go to places in New York City? I ultimately knew I I wanted to go in this, I mean, we're around the city, right? So mm-hmm. like, why not go wedding dress shopping in New York City if you can? So I knew that there was a few places that I wanted to try. Um, Kleinfeld's, I just felt like they had a lot of different styles and I wanted to experience that. Um, and I also heard really great things about Lovely Brides, so I went there as well. Gotcha, gotcha. So that, I think, is a good tip. Checking out the stores that 
you want to shop at. And yeah. lovely is a little bit like more like bohemian is that the wrong yeah, word it's, like, it's got like a boho chic vibe to okay. it i guess gotcha um, so if you're looking for like ball ground straight up princess vibes like you shouldn't probably waste your time at some of these shops correct but then if you're like and the opposite is if that's your style or you think that could be your style then you should definitely go there and doing doing your research of of where you want to go ahead of time i think it's going to be dejecting if you end up if you are someone who wants a straight up ball gown glitter tiara that kind of vibe and you get to a place that is boho chic you're going to be dejected right sure. so it's smart to smart to do your homework of where you're going to not all dress shops are created equal no not at all mm-hmm. and just having that context of like the style that you're looking for can definitely help narrow down your options yeah and and price so there is this adorable wedding dress shop near us and it's like right when you get off the highway and you can like see people trying on stuff in the windows or you could pre-COVID. And I always thought, oh, I want to go there. And I checked and their dresses start $1,000 higher than my total budget. Really? Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go there and fall in love with something and then blow yeah, our budget. You don't want to have to like, and that's probably the hardest thing is like you fall in love with something and it's way over your budget and you're like crushed, right? Right. So keeping that in mind too and when you're picking your places is really helpful yeah yeah and we also live I feel like we've talked about this we live in a bit of a more expensive area yep so there were several just shops around us that were that more expensive price so I ended up going a little bit further out to try on try on other stuff but I guess I guess I also tried on in the city too which can be like a whole different slew of prices, which is like the beauty of the city. Yeah, exactly. Like you get a mix of everything. Yeah. Now it's the day that I'm going, right? So I and I end up inviting my mom, my dad, my stepdad, and my and two of my bridesmaids. Okay. Which in retrospect was probably a lot, right? I think and I think you agree, like I hear that it's it's ideal to bring two or three people yeah. with you. And it was difficult for me because I couldn't imagine not inviting any of the people that came with me. Yeah. So all in all, it's just bring the people that you know are going to give you honest answers and that are going to make you feel good about yourself and build you up, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want people to say that you look great in something that you don't in fact look great on. Right. But also if you try something on that you're in love with and you're getting a face from someone that doesn't love it, like it's going to affect your day, right? Right. Right. I think that's true. And also laying it out ahead of time with these people that you've selected to bring saying, I'm looking for this type of dress. I'm happy to try on something that's totally out of my comfort zone, but just like, no, I'm probably not going to end up with this. I'm just trying this on. Right. To like check a box. Right. So yeah, I think it's really important. I think also with with coronavirus, a couple places are limiting how many people you can bring, but then there were other places that I called that said, we want you to have the amount you want there so you can have whatever but so I think maybe a little bit of a silver lining here is that having a smaller group is the only thing that's allowed right now right I think it helps um but but like you like you said all that is to say that you might flourish in a group with a ton of different opinions who are really candid with their faces and all that or you might just want to be with one close person right and I think the same thing goes for bridesmaids dress shopping. I have, I haven't ever been in like a crew of bridesmaids 
with like we all are trying to undress at the same time i've had a couple friends who've done that with like an entire wedding party and i'd be curious to hear what they said but i'm pretty sure that the sentiment was wow this is overwhelming sure I think also you get into comparison mode and you compare what you look like compared to someone else. So like I love this idea of like if my girls want to go in person instead of buying something online, I'll go with them and right. I'll go individually. I don't care. It's Everyone's from like different walks of life too. Yeah. So where we can go or when we can go like might be different. But um, and not having like a super small group, it I think will be kind of better to do do what what fits them if I thought it was a group that would like kind of flourish all together and like maybe it would if we didn't have like this layer of coronavirus on everything maybe I would do everyone together but so I think it's important to figure out like what works best for you and if you're a groom suit suit shopping as well looking online doing a bit of prep and figuring out what colors work figuring out what color the other half of your wedding party is going to be and and kind of going into things with some some research done, whether that means who you're bringing, where you're going, or what colors and what fabrics you're going to do. Because at that point, you should have your date and the type of venue you're in so you can make everything cohesive. Right. Absolutely. So now we are at that day of you're going to your appointment, whatever your specific outfit uh, outfit appointment is. What do you think are some of the most important things that you should bring to a dress or suit appointment? Yeah. So um, when you're going for a dress, let's take dress for right, okay. for right now. Nude underwear, shapewear, nude. Like don't be wearing any like crazy colors or anything like that because it's just going to take away from what you're trying on. Yeah. And also if you want to be in shapewear and you usually wear shapewear, you want to like bring it with you mm-hmm. um also like a convertible strap bra is really helpful because mm-hmm. you don't know like for me I didn't know what I was going to be trying on I didn't know what kind of straps I was going to be having so if I need to go strapless or I need to have straps on or an, a cross back like I could easily do it with that it's annoying but it's you'll think us mm-hmm. yeah no I think that makes sense okay so you said shoes shapewear, strapless bra, or convertible style bra. Um, I would say, even though it's a tiny thing, a hair elastic. Yes. Because if you want to experiment with your hair up with anything, I think it's important. Um, If you have any idea of what type of jewelry you want to wear, or you at least want to try something out, because chances are, if it's a traditional shop, you're not going to get your dress for many months, so it might just be in your head of what type of jewelry is going to look up this. So maybe get some ideas and and some pictures while you're there. Yep. Other than that, it would be notes. Go onto their dress sites, figure out the designers that they have in store and what you're gonna be looking at so you can quickly reference. Because like you said, you might not go, you might not be able to go and go through those stacks and look at every single dress that they have. So you need to have a bit of direction and say, I wanna look at this style. Yep. I don't wanna look at this style. And be able to reference it fast. We talked about this in one of the other episodes, but those appointments move fast. So fast. Yeah. And you're on a time schedule. Mm-hmm. So I know when you went to your appointments, it was pre-corona, so it might be a little bit different. But did the stylist go into the room with you? Yes. Okay. So, and full disclosure, like, you should be ready to, like, strip down in front of your stylist. I have a bone to pick because I asked everyone on my Instagram, what is your advice? And when nobody I... said that to you? No. I got very helpful stuff. 
But no one told me you would take your clothes off in front of a stranger. I've yeah. been in quarantine. I haven't even seen my friends, let alone like shown an <laughs> ankle to a stranger on the street, like a Puritan woman. Where where were all of you? I come on. Like I got out of the appointment. I'm like, y'all, someone did me dirty and didn't tell me I was gonna have to do this. I was not prepared for that either. So okay. Cassandra actually came with me as well. Got it. And I I guess it's because their samples, mm-hmm. right? And they don't want the samples to like get ruined or just dist- I don't I don't know what it is, yeah. but I was not prepared and I was not in qu- in quarantine. So like I still was not I was like what are you doing in here? Well, the- <laughs> like hello, you shut the door behind. <laughs> Excuse me, is there something you forgot? <laughs> oh my god. But the first place I went to, it was like it was so lovely. It was beholden. I would, like, I just loved the experience of holding it. was just me and my mom. It was perfect. It was my first place to go to. The the uh, stylist stayed outside the room. She, like, had her hands behind her back the entire time. We were the only people in, in the appointment, which was nice. And she kind of, like, told my mom where to clip me. And, like, I clipped myself. And then I went to a second and third appointment, and, like, it was totally different. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, what? Because I thought, like, okay, well, this is how we're doing things. So I got into... I got into one of my appointments and I had brought a couple of members of Tony's family and I, most of them are waiting like out in the lobby where we had like a great like open section where no one was around. But then I brought his cousin who I'm close with into the room with me. And then that was the first place that the woman was like, okay, strip down. And I was like, uh, Olivia, you're released now. Cause I was like, y'all were close, but like, yeah, Olivia, I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Like you can go back to the rest of the group. So I'm like, Bye, Liv. <laughs> just like, see ya, and like ran out the room. Like some dresses that you have, like you can't necessarily like wear a bra or anything like that. Yeah. So you're just like really out in the open. Oh and yeah, like with just, heels on. With heels. Feeling it's, real weird. It's very strange. I made a joke to, cause the woman was like, no, seriously, just like, come on. Like we, come on, we need to like get this, get this appointment going. And so I kind of validated my head. I go, oh, you're probably just like a gynecologist. You've seen it all. And like, <laughs> she made no comment. So yeah, so but when when Tony went to shopping, like no one went in, <laughs> no one went in with him. Crazy, <laughs> yeah, you know. Huh. So I don't know. But what 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 was nice when we went to shopping for him was that they gave us swatches when okay. we left. So then I can. That's nice. Yeah, so I can then like carry this around with me and compare with bridesmaids dresses and like the groomsmen suits and things like that so if this might not necessarily be the case at a bridal shop um but it's good to get swatches anywhere you're going to to figure that out and when you go into bridesmaid dress appointments be prepared that they might not have anywhere near the color you're looking for yep and so my sister and i when we started looking there there were like a certain shade of things we were like god every dress is awful in this color and we were like oh because we would never do a bridesmaid's dress in this color right so sometimes like that's hard yeah too you know did you know going into your bridesmaid dress appointments like which color you wanted did they get to try on the shades that you wanted so i knew what colors i wanted okay um and they just went and picked out the styles that worked best for them okay Oh, I think it's also important to not just take pictures, but take video. Yes, to see how everything moves. Yes. Um, also, one thing that, like, I, I'm interested to see how you've, like, your opinion on this, but I felt like 
like I was reading tips like obviously before like I went to go try on and they say like recommendations on what you should be doing and it said to wear enough makeup where you feel your best right, right. like you don't want to look washed out or feel like oh like a you know, like you're, you don't want to like look, like wear enough, but not like over the top where you're like feeling clown. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's also why I wanted to try on dresses around the time of when my wedding will be, mm-hmm. because my skin tone can get right, you'll be real tan, pale. Yeah. My Polish comes out <laughs> at the end of the year, you know, in the winter. So I wanted to be able to see like okay, am I too tan compared to like a stark white dress? Do I like stark white? Do I like ivory? Like seeing what... That's smart. Yeah. Most of the places that you do go to will give you shoes day I wasn't given... Maybe it's Corona. Oh, Corona. I wasn't given any shoes. They usually give you like different heights just so you can see. But shoes is also something that, I mean, if you get like skeeved out by like wearing other, you know, like just bring your own shoes. Yeah. Yeah. And even though I wore shoes that I probably won't wear at my wedding, it was just an idea. Yeah, totally. It was, it was just helpful to do that. So, so you said you went to Lovely Buyers and where else did you go? Kleinfeld's. And how was that? Because people either loved it or hated it. And I haven't been. I'm going to lay it out for you. It's either a love-hate relationship at Kleinfeld's. You either fall in love with everything it has to offer mm-hmm. or it's not your thing. Yeah, It was not my thing. It's not personable. Um, it is kind of, for lack of better terms, like a factory of wedding dresses where it's just they're bringing in as many people as they can and shifting them out. You don't have that connection with your, your stylist or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so you're not getting that personal touch that you would get at more of those boutique wedding shops. Right. Um, and truthfully, like the best way that I can describe it, I know a lot of people feel other ways, but for me, Kleinfeld's was similar to that scene in Mean Girls where they, like, you know the scene where like everyone starts going crazy and they're in the hallway and they're acting like animals, like jungle yes. animals? In the musical, it's such a good scene too. That is Kleinfeld's. Oh my God. To me, at yeah. least. Yeah. It is very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. You are, first of all, you don't even really get to look at all the dresses, right? Yeah, do they not let you go through the... You can't go through everything. You give them an idea of the style you want. So if you're like, I don't really know, I want to try a bunch of different styles, like you're kind of like out of luck there. Right. Okay, so you told us about the experience of Kleinfeld's. Right, okay. So how was that different? So you know, taking that like just crazy, not personable experience. And then you go to someplace like Lovely Brides, a smaller boutique shop that is, I think it's like nationwide, like it's all over. Mm -hmm. But it was so intimate. As soon as you walk in, they know who you are. You're able to peruse the different racks and like really get a feeling of what you want. And my stylist, I wish I knew her name because she was so amazing she brought me options i would have never thought of she was so personable with my family and and it felt like it it felt like i was there for hours Mm -hmm. and it was really just me and one other girl in the boutique with the time slots that they had and it was so personable okay so something else that i obviously haven't experienced yet is the entire tailoring process and i recognize that this was a little bit different for you because you didn't go through a traditional dress shop and you've told us before that your stepdad designed your dress. Yeah. But what was all that like? Bernard ended up making my dress, right? Your stepdad, yeah. So Bernard, my stepdad. And so we, um, 
the whole goal of me trying on these dresses was to see what works, what doesn't work, because mm -hmm. I knew we were going to be designing. So my experience of fittings and things like that was definitely different than most, mm -hmm. right? So I was able to kind of really pick out my fabrics and design everything with Bernard based on what I liked from both Kleinfelds and Lovely Brides and piece things together. Um, which was just a really cool experience into itself, like going in the city and picking up my fabrics and the jewels and everything like that. Um, but I will say, so the fitting aspect to it, just in general, right? So I had two fitting models and we started with muslin until we had the design because we didn't cool. want to cut the fabric that we ordered and play around with it until we had an overall solid design. Wow. But I had about and maybe I'm exaggerating what feels like 20 different fittings. And wow. that is because, right, and we've talked about this, this whole concept of shredding for the wedding, which I definitely sweat, we, sweating for the wedding, shredding for the wedding, whatever you want to call it, I did it to the extreme. Okay. And I think like in my head, it was like, oh, I want to look a certain way, I want to look a certain way, yeah. which I think that, there's some pictures where I'm like, oh, I look great, you know? And there's other pictures like, I'm a little skinny, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm a little too skinny. And I think there's this connotation of you need to drop so much weight for your wedding. You need to be this size. And, and right. like, I think we need to take that narrative back, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're getting married, someone proposed to you the way that you are, right? right. You don't need to drop 20 pounds whether it's because you feel like you need to do it for yourself or that person, whatever it is, mm -hmm. right? And I think I think that's something that the wedding industry is still, I, it's not vocalized, but mm -hmm. it's this thing of, oh, I'm getting in shape for my wedding, right? Which everyone yeah. wants to do. And I'm not saying like, obviously like feel your best, but don't take it to an extreme. It's true. That actually just made me think of that several of the stylists at other places that weren't beholden because beholden reminds me of how you're talking about lovely bride that it was just such a great personable personal experience but a couple of the other appointments the women were making positive but still comments about my figure and it just felt a little icky of like one body image is relative to like what do you say this to someone who's not my size like that's really shitty yeah, and you know, I think I I think it's a, such a bigger topic, yeah. right? But this is a piece of it. And I think as we start seeing the dynamic shift more with more body positive imagery and people being more positive about different shapes, all sizes, mm -hmm. right? Rather than the double zero, the two, the you know, whatever it is. Yeah that conversation is starting to become a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I know myself and how I was. And once I got started, it was almost like I couldn't stop. Right. There's this goal at the end that you're working towards. So it felt it different than like maybe any other year where you like wanted to work out and like eat healthy or something. Right. 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 And I consider myself like, yeah, you know, I feel like we all were, well, I wish I lost like five more pounds. You know, I, that's healthy. But I... And I'm just taking this from my perspective, but I know people get like this. Yeah. I was obsessed. And it was all because, not because Joel was like, oh, you know, not, nothing like that. But mm -hmm. because in my head, I was like, I need to look a certain way. I need to be this size. Right. And 
ultimately like it was hard for fittings right like I had so many fittings that whole notion of like that idea just get smaller just and smaller get, yeah and then not saying this was Bernard at all but there's like other positive reinforcements when you physically change or you get smaller and so then it feels like oh this is what I'm supposed to be exactly. I'm a bride this is all I feel like we've talked about the persona and the identity of being the bride that's what you have to do you have to work out you have to I was at this um I did this uh workout class a couple years ago and they were actually doing like a promotion for like engaged people and I at first was like okay like rub it in my face I've been dating my boyfriend for six seven years at this right. point that age but it was because so many people go there and get so dedicated to it because they're shredding sweating for the wedding I just I think it's just something you can get so caught up in it consumes you right I, I and I feel a little bit of that I don't feel it fully because we're in quarantine and there's like a little bit of a unknown unfortunately with everything but I think it's really smart to be honest with yourself. If you're the type of person and you know your personality best, if you're going to be someone who's susceptible to being obsessive about what you look like, you need to have that check-in with yourself, whether you're already engaged or not, and be easy on yourself. There's times where you look at people's wedding pictures and you say, I don't even recognize this person. You want to be yourself. You've said this to me of... I want to, uh, when I said I like, wasn't sure if I wanted to necessarily like, not see Tony the day of my wedding, like, I want to be in my routine. You said, like, you need your routine. Like, you need to do what is best for you. You need to do what, who you are. I've heard this about hair. I've heard this about makeup. It should be also your body image. Yes, we want you to feel great, but, and be the best version of yourself. Right. But that doesn't mean that you need to shred another five pounds and do like just go extra crazy because that's just there's so much pressure I know like we're going like around and around but this is there's so much pressure on women in general and I feel like I see this with a lot of uh parents of uh moms of brides and grooms and I I feel people say it when I like meet family at weddings and commenting on their weight or like saying oh I'll be the one with I'll be the old lady like that's how, you, how you'll know who I am and I'm like y'all I think there's so what is it so it's actually and I'm gonna take this so I um I, you know how I do Peloton right yes. there is an instructor Jess King who she's a little kooky but she her message is so sincere she was saying and I'm gonna probably not say it the way that like entirely but she was saying we need to stop associating beauty with like other descriptive words like she's beautiful at 50 years old or Mm. she's beautiful for her age or you know oh she's so pretty but she's so young to be like that I I don't know but those 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 connotations with beauty need to stop and again like even what we were saying in the beginning of this like our inner narrative needs to be a little bit nicer to ourselves I think that's so true that is such a good point she's great for a woman with gray hair, you she's know. great at her job. For a woman, something, something yeah, like, but yeah, like yeah, taking yeah. that to, and that was the extreme, but like taking that and giving it like a, you know, description of like, well, like a caveat. Yes, yes, it's true, and I don't even know. I mean, if we had the answer to this, like, no one would be doing this to themselves. But 
I guess my best advice from that is what I've been trying to remind myself of. My physical body is not the end all be all of myself. I think I have a pretty darn good personality and you know. Absolutely. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying here to like I like I love fitness, I work out, right. I but like just don't be hard on yourself, especially when you're trying on wedding dresses because at the end of the day like I, when I went to go try them on, felt like it was like, I tried them on, I was like, oh, I need, I need to lose 10 pounds. Like, that's it. Like, right. and I just started getting into my inner voice of just being so mean to myself and mm-hmm. like, this is, this is never going to work. I need to just, and I was got so crazy with it. And I, you know, I think we're taking this now to like a different level of like, <laughs> but I think all of this to say like, it's, it's unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. And I walked into, or I feel like I formed my wedding dress idea of what I wanted based around covering up parts of my body that I don't like, right? And I remember I talked to you about this before I was going to my first appointment. I wanted to feel physically in a good way so that I didn't make any decisions based on, okay, well, I'll like this dress if I fix my X, Y, Z. And I think that's a great way to go about it. Start like loving everything about you yeah, there's things that people don't like about themselves and that's okay, mm-hmm. right? Your arms, your legs, whatever it is. Yeah. But doing exactly what you said is the nicest thing that I think you can do because going and trying on a wedding dress when you don't feel at your A game will only make you, will only make that like negative talk to yourself yep. happen more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Because then you get out of that appointment and I could see it being very much like, wow, I need to do. Yeah something so it was funny tony was playing fortnite with a friend the other day and he like moves his headset and he goes hey uh so-and-so wants to wants to know why do women get wedding dresses that are too small for them and i said i think that's a myth because what wedding dress shop would do you think it's not do people actually get something too small aren't they advised by a stylist though i i so i don't know but i would so i would I would think the stylist would advise them not to do that, right? Yeah. But I I think it's like probably like, oh, I'm trying to reach my goal weight. I'm trying to reach my goal weight. And right. forcing yourself to reach your smallest capacity to fit into that wedding dress, like there's no other choice, right? right. You spend thousands of dollars, whatever it is, on your dress. Right. That's small for you, so you're going to fit into it, mm-hmm. which and, is terrible. Right. And bridal dress sizes are not normal dress sizes. Oh, my God. When they brought them out, I was like, they're like crazy. And yeah. Like, what yeah. is this? Normal dress size like would fit my arm. Yeah. Right? So whether people actually do this or if it's like this myth of in like wedding like TVs and movies that like Tony's single guy friend like brought up, one, you definitely shouldn't do that because the way that traditional dress shops work is that it's this piece of fabric that has to be cut down and cut down in every little angle to fit your body it's going it's supposed to be like a size or two larger than the size that fit you in the store yeah and exactly like you said i actually had a friend and client who lost so much weight that she got a completely new dress they were going to take it in so much that it like was going to show her ankles and like just be not the design that she initially wanted so you can also literally sabotage and cost yourself thousands of dollars if you you go too crazy not to mention the entire mental health aspect of this but like and that's exactly what happened to a a point with bernard and i because Mm. he kept making the muslin and like having everything and he would not cut the fabric until he's like 
you need to stop. And I didn't, you right. know? And so like he, at some point, like it, he just had to make it the way that it fit me. And it was still maybe a little big in places, but it, you know, you can't, it's not anyone's fault, but my own for getting too into my head about how I look about in certain, you know, certain things. Right. I, yeah, this is definitely a larger conversation of the negative talk in our heads. Yes. Is it's things that we would never say to our best friend or our sister or right. our mom. Like, can you imagine if someone said some of the stuff that I say to myself in my head, I'd be like, I'm never speaking to you again. Right. You're not invited to my wedding. Right. <laughs> you cannot uninvite yourself to your wedding though. So, you so that's why you to have be to be nice. good to yourself. Yes. It's so true. So we hope that we provided some context and advice and help, whether you are suit shopping, bridesmaid dress shopping, wedding dress shopping, shopping or to figure out what to wear to your kid's wedding, which if you are the parent of a bride or groom, just know they want you to feel good and feel confident. And I'm sure as you get older, there are extra layers of body image issues that are layered on, but your kids just want you there to be the best version of yourself like we've talked about in in past episodes so i love this topic i know this is this is a good one this is a tough one it's definitely easier said than done to be good to yourself right but i think it needs to be said more so i'm glad that we're we're saying it it's true i agree so what's going on with mary so business is doing very well we actually just got the wedding of Two sisters. Oh, that's so exciting. They're not going to be married on the same day. It's not oh, like some that weird... That would have been so cool, though. <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited because there, there are so many times where, you know, we get close to the family members sure. of these weddings we do. And then there's always like a fun bridesmaid or something where I'm like, listen, you're single now, but you call us down the Here's road. Here's my card. Yeah. yeah. And it's... And it's Yes, a little bit for business, but it's because you end up bonding with these people in these like close, intimate settings of being stressed of a wedding and like having the excitement of a wedding it's like perfect storm to be close with people yeah and so i think this is so fun that we will get to work with the family twice it is exciting so just crossing all the fingers for the next couple months and we will see how things go and i just have been so glad that at least around where we live that the weather has been so great on the weekends i know for all of these uh, for all of these weddings that everyone has been able to to have. So wait, I have one more question for you. What is this episode's hill that you die on? <gasps> I didn't die on any hills You didn't. Oh my goodness, what is the hill I die on? That's a good question. I think the hill that I die on is... I'm mad at everyone that they didn't tell me that I need to... <laughs> Fair. Go into a dress shop with... Like I'm gonna have an intimate moment with a with a wedding dress stylist. Um, no, but I, I think I think it's the bigger picture of do your research. Don't go in not knowing where you're walking into, what your budget is, at least a little bit of direction because this almost feels like a bit of a like a business transaction. Like it's it is this like fun day and it's like this thing that you might have built up in your head is this like big experience. Yep. But it is a task at the end of the day and the yeah. more productive you will be more productive if you walk in with your things you need and you are at a place that actually vibes with you and you have the right people in the room and don't feel bad about saying I'm just going with my mom or I'm just going with so and so you don't have to bring the whole crew right. you don't hide behind corona right now if you feel like there's people that you have to bring that's along a good point. that's a good point um that's the hell I die on I like it 
So we would love to have you subscribe in Spotify or the podcast app. Leave us a review. Let us know what you want to hear about next. Thanks for getting married with us. Have a good one. Bye.